Welcome to Unscripted Gaming. My name is Ray. With me are the co-hosts, Mike and Josh. Gentlemen, say hi. Howdy. What up, y'all? So, uh, we're looking at... I don't want to get into politics. Actually, we're not going to get into politics. Let's just jump right into the politics of gaming. Guys, I don't want to bury the lead. Epic and Apple are being idiots. Let's just... Oh, they sure are. Let's just get that out there. Everybody, the billion-dollar companies are fighting again. Everyone pick a good side and a bad side. They could argue about which the billion-dollar company is the best one, which billion-dollar company is the bad one. I want to correct you. It's one of them is a trillion-dollar company. Oh. Okay. I'm sorry. Uh, and I'm the Apple fanboy. Okay. I see how it is. I actually do like Apple products. I, I like some Apple products. They're not bad. Yeah, the, they're not bad. The, they get the job done. They're not yeah. great, though. Um, no. Depending on not. what you want to do, like, if you're trying to get into, like, PC gaming, I will never recommend a Mac anything to you, because that's dumb. So for the wide majority of the people listening to this, probably a MacBook isn't for you in any capacity. What if I want to spend the most money possible to process Word documents? Beautiful. I have the option there, for you. Is, where can I go? What can I do? Technically, you could build just a really stupidly expensive PC on Newegg. I mean, that's an option. That's the fun thing about the PC. It's as expensive or as cheap as you want to make it. Anyways. True. So... Epic Games decided to, yeah. uh... Give us the lowdown here. Yeah, they decided to do something that is, they knew was be uh, was outside of their terms of service of working with Apple. Out of nowhere, I think, like, th two, three weeks ago, they said, Hey, guys, but right now, for 20% off, you cannot buy anything through the iTunes store if you want to get your V-Bucks. It's $9.99 for this many V-Bucks, but for the same amount, you can get it for $7.99, but directly going to Epic. And within seven hours, they got a cease and desist and kicked off the App Store as they you should. Know, da Daddy needs his V-Bucks, man. <laughs> like, you got to secure the bag there. The V-Bag. I think you meant Daddy needs to buy me V-Bucks. Oh my gosh. He's <laughs> actually... Yes, I'm going to start an OnlyFans, and I, the only oh, currency no. I will accept will be V-Bucks. Uh, uh, 100 V-Bucks gets you a uh, bleep, etc., um, etc. Et I buy you can... So Hell yeah, brother. Dudes rock. After they got kicked off the App Store, you know, as they should, because they broke terms of service flagrantly, uh... They started the free Fortnite campaign. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. I'm skipping steps. They launched a video which was imitating the Apple's 1984 commercial talking about how Epic Games was going to defeat the totalitarian, totalitarian, totalitarian. totalitarian regime of Apple. And then they said, like, Apple's being unfair to Epic Games. They charge us 30% for every transaction that they ever make. And it's like, and? You agreed to this, fools! <laughs> it's and been don't, this don't forget, immediately also after launching that advertisement and getting kicked off, submitted a 60-something-odd page legal brief complaint against Apple. Yeah. They had this on stand. That's the most gross thing about this. That they're just like, yeah, we're going to 
flop it on the table and see what happens. And it's like, do you... I get... Do you want the kids to be on your side in a legal dispute? And the answer is yes. They want the children that play Fortnite to be on their side. And if I understand How? correctly, Why? you can um, you can still play uh, Fortnite like on App Store. Um, if you had it downloaded previously, you can still play it. So they didn't take it off your phone, but no new downloads of Fortnite can happen right now. Yeah. People are selling And so it's phones. also kind of a ticking time bomb because I'm assuming that they can't pat like they can't get new updates. Correct. I and think stuff. without App Store compatibility like being on the App Store there are no like updates getting pushed out and I don't know that Epic necessarily has a way to push them out directly to the client on the phone without going through the App Store. I think that's probably part of Apple's security. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not it's not like Android where you can sideload something and say like I accept the risk of putting this software on my phone without the Google Play Protect feature and functionality. Like you don't have that yeah. on Apple. I mean, Apple can be really shitty if they want to and just release a hotfix that just says, hey, this particular lines of code just don't work on our phones anymore or products. Boop. Now you can't play Fortnite on your phones. They could do that and there's nothing Epic could do to stop them. What are they going to do? Um, Complain? And I, So I remember reading this like today or yesterday and I can't remember the exact particulars, but there was there was also some, some leak or some information that came out where... Um, I guess there was some internal discussion of like if, if Epic had just had a conversation with Apple they actually could have avoided a lot of this um, I think they were citing the Netflix where Netflix only take gets a 15% cut taken from Apple oh. for subscriptions so like there is room for negotiation you just have to be willing to do the work and it sounds like you know Epic just doesn't want to do the work period so. Yeah. Imagine and, that. Uh, there was, um, I mean, some of the motions on that, just to kind of update people, because this initially happened a couple weeks ago, and but actually, like, things are moving on this pretty quickly, because, like, I believe it was, like, just, a, just it might have been just yesterday, actually, that a, uh, a district court, like, the district court handling this case denied Epic Games' motion to restore Fortnite to... Uh, iOS while this is pending, but also ordered <laughs> Apple to not block the gaming giant's ability to provide and distribute Unreal the Unreal Engine on the iPhone ecosystem. This is that kind of um, blurb from TechCrunch here. That makes sense. Um, Apple probably just says, you know what? Nothing Epic-related just works in our devices until you guys settle this up. And you know what? That actually hurts game developers who rely on yeah, getting the product there, out there. There is so much built on the Unreal Engine. Like, I think that would be almost impossible to enforce. And also, I don't think that that would curry favor if, towards Apple if suddenly, you know, Apple took one of the main game development engines off of their platform and said, sorry, can't do it. Like, I think mm -hmm. that puts Apple in a worse standing. Like, that's where you start to get to the you know, that actual quote-unquote monopolistic um, behavior that Epic is kind of claiming that they have. Um, I disagree with you. I disagree with you only because uh, they're not saying that you can't put Epic games on, like, an Android phone. Is Windows Phone still around? 
No, I don't think they are. All right, we're gonna go with just Android phone. <laughs> I do like. I'm, I just like kind of reading through some of the news on this. Um, you know, side note, Microsoft has also kind of chimed in and was like, "Yeah, this is dumb." Uh, in reference to Apple's, because um, they're trying to get like xCloud stuff going through the App Store here too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there are a lot of people kind of watching this to see how this plays out. Uh, yeah. Apple's response to that temporary order is pretty funny. We thank the court for recognizing that Epic's problem is entirely self-inflicted and is there in their power to resolve. It actually is. We'd also like to thank the court for calling Epic big dum-dums and that they are <laughs> doo-doo heads. <laughs> this is... Apple, please do not sue me. That was parody. I, parody, parody. Parody, parody, parody. I, I want to say that I am a simp for Epic Games. I love the Unreal Engine. I love working on it. I love fiddling with it. I love games made by it. Fuck, man. I lost so much respect in that entire company. Like, it, I wasn't, like, you know, bending the knee to them. I just love their product and their software. This is disgusting. Th- yeah, the, the problem is I I support the thing that they're trying to do. I hate the way that they're going about it. Yeah, because they're, like, purposely poking at, like, kids. Like, because they know their target audience is mostly children and people... People, like, under the age of, we'll say, 25. They know that's their target audience. Like, yeah, come on, be on our side for this large legal battle between two gigantically rich monolithic companies. Like, who can There's a pandemic going on. Did you? Could you guys have picked a worse time? There's an open recession going on. No one gives a fuck about your tech dick battle. Jesus Christ. So I disagree with that a little bit, and like nobody cares. Like there are there are people okay. who developers are, care. Yeah, I mean there are developers who care. Like I don't know if you guys are familiar with with Float Plane at all. Have you guys heard of that before? No. Mm. So it's it's a it's a kind of video distribution um, network created by Linus Media Group with Linus Tech Tips, and it's kind of like a Patreon for you know, YouTubers, if you kind of think of it that way. So it's like you can go and they, these YouTube creators and personalities like have videos that they create specifically for Floatplane and subscribers to Floatplane pay directly to the creators that they want to support, um, you know, in a, in a model where, you know, you are hosting all these videos and taking payments directly like you know they talk about they they just cannot afford to lose 30 percent because video distribution is so expensive Mm -hmm. and you know the whole point of Floatplane is to support content creators directly and when you're getting into like the very razor thin margins with 30 percent of cut like you can't do it and you know they talk about the monolithic black box that is apple and the way that they approve apps of like all the features and functionality that they have had to take out of the Apple Floatplane app to try and get it to pass the App Store acceptance test, where where they've broken the app so much it is basically unusable. They have mirrored it after other apps that are on the App Store, and they still get told no because they can't have you know they can't have any reference to subscriptions. They can't have any way to let people know that there is a way to subscribe anywhere else. Like, you know, there's all these things that they have to do. So, like, there are people out there, there are creators out there, there are folks who just can't, like, 30% is too high of a cut for Apple to mm-hmm. take for just being 
a storefront. Like that is just too high of a percentage. And I think that's kind of that kind of seems to be based on like you know I am not a lawyer. Take I don't know yada yada. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, but that's kind of my understanding of like the initial argument from Apple. I think with what they're going to try and say in a lot of these cases is that when people decide to purchase an iPhone, they are de facto choosing to put themselves in 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 this walled garden ecosystem Mm -hmm. and all the pluses and minuses of that are are from there but like that's what apple is going to try to argue and epic seems to say that that is going to try to say that no that that isn't that's not the decision the consumer is making at that time yeah i mean remember when we broke up microsoft because they put an internet browser in windows like come Mm -hmm. on like you know yeah so it's an interesting question to like see if what, how this kind of plays out. I mean, we're still pretty early on. I think the trial actually like kind of gets to work in September here, but I don't think Epic has a leg yeah, to stand I, on. I really don't. Yeah, I, I, I think Apple has gotten to a point where the the third, the flat thirty percent for what the App Store offers is just it's it's not what it used to be like the App Store doesn't offer the same things it used to be because discoverability is so atrocious mm-hmm. um, like you you know it's it's not the same and, and you can I'm pretty sure you can straight buy like ranking on that platform and like you know yes distribution is helpful but like distribution isn't as expensive and as hard as it used to be so the value of the app store just isn't what it once was in the Mm -hmm. early 2010s and but they're Fortnite. they're like the the game makes one third of a billion dollars a month it's not like they're struggling for cash that's what really offends me they act like we're the big we're the little guy trying to fight for you guys like no fuck off It's, yeah, it, people it's don't n- not know what Fortnite is. Give me a break. I I don't even like the game that much. I just respect it because it's a it's actually a really decent battle royale game, and I respect the content that they put on it. But they're now selling skins based on their lawyers for their Apple case. This is gross. That rule. I mean, that's so count- good. Counterpoint: When Fortnite went ham <laughs> and they started making money hand over fist. Epic Games with the Unreal Engine completely changed their monetization methods for how they were compensated for use of the Unreal Engine and how what percentage took cut they took for being hosted on the Epic Game Store. You know, if they're not losing a third of their daily revenue to just be on the Apple platform, you know. Could, could they do even better for developers because they're not just giving a third of their money to Apple for shits and gigs? I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that they would have a conscience and actually pay developers, but like that's a legitimate <laughs> argument you can make. It was like when Epic started making more money, they gave developers more money. If they made even more money, they could ostensibly give developers even more money. Like they could help. One of the big problems we talk about it in like compensating people properly in the industry like mm-hmm. it, it is something to consider in this discussion I, again don't know that they would necessarily do that but the argument could be made if they wanted to jump onto the train of like enter the adult world stop getting kids to be on your legal defense side and they said listen here's why we're doing this we actually want to give 
developers more incentives and more money to get more games out there into the world but here are our margins and here's why we can't do that right now if we were making like 15 percent on the app store here's what we could do yeah more adults would be like on epic side to be clear i'm not on apple side either 30 percent is dumb um a company I used to, a uh, game company I used to work for, to get our game on Steam, Steam also charges like 30%. And that's what just the big boys charge, and everyone's just like in agreement on that. Like, yeah, we want to be on this platform. I'm not saying it's right I, at all. That's just like the cost of doing business. I wish uh, Epic kept this to like a courtroom, or they kept it to like a private conversation like most businesses do. They're like, hey, we're the biggest video game on your platform. Can we maybe cut a deal here? But if what you said about Netflix is true, I could respect Netflix for that. They're like, let's come to the table and talk dosh, you know? Let's be real about this. Maybe you shouldn't be charging us 30%. They okay. did kind of go with, like, the most Charlie Kelly wild card option. <laughs> they did, yeah. Which is, very, which is very funny and something that I deeply respect. Uh, so... The, the, the thing is, if they do this in the courtroom, or if they do this in just, like, a back, like, hey, yo, you want to cut us a deal because we make you guys a lot of money? Like, that also doesn't help the the literal, the little guys. And again, I know they're going about it in the wrong way, but, like, I will say that Epic creating such a fuss is helping others down the food chain have a legitimate conversation about, like, hey, this, this ecosystem just it, it isn't providing the value that it once was and asking for 30 percent of revenue just to be hosted on here and, and maybe process payments like that is just it's not it's not the same value as yeah. it once was it, like, for how like kind of vital these ecosystems have become mm -hmm. it is something to it, 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 we are kind of due for a reckoning on yeah. like because it's also what not it like, means. like Apple what, at what to, service Apple's really providing. Yeah, because it's also not like Apple like mobile games are that big. It's not like you know a Steam game where you know Valve is paying for the bandwidth to move hundreds of gigabytes per user per game. You know, you're talking you know at most sometimes a gig. Like, I mean, at the very high end, yeah, you have a couple games that are at, at a couple gigs, but like for the most part, you're looking at hundreds of megs to a gig like you're you're just not moving as much data like the the cost of distribution is, isn't nearly as high on some as it is on that yeah also i so i, I, I want to talk about the ridiculousness of we're not making enough money uh because i realized what i just said and i like rolled it around in my head while listening to josh's explanation and i'm like wait a minute what i said was stupid i want to remind everyone again a quarter to a third of a billion dollars a month. Ladies and gentlemen, that is money you might never see in your entire life. Might? <laughs> I'm hopeful. I'm, I'm respectful. And I, okay. I want everyone to be successful. Okay, Mr. Oh, I might have a quarter of a billion dollars in a, sometime in my life. Oh, okay. <laughs> Gotta respect the grind over here. Right. Yeah. But, but that's a month. That's stupid money. And for them to say, like, you know what? We're paying too much on the App Store. It's like, get over yourselves! You're not the ones to have this conversation! I mean, 
I, I guess like they're the only people who can swing that hard, though. They get the, that's true. They have the Which biggest is hammer. Why we're seeing exactly so. But they also win. The, I I think we've alluded about this a couple times. And again, I'm not a lawyer. I think they went about this in like the dumbest way possible because all their loyals have to do is, did you break TOS? Yes or no? Well, yes. Stop, Your Honor. What else are we doing here? We don't have to host them. They broke our it terms is of service. A very, it is a very interesting, uh, like Apple said, uh, you know, we here at Apple agree, you know, appreciate <laughs> the judge recognizing that Epic are being doo-doo heads and little babies uh, who don't want to weed their little contract. Um, so I am, uh, I am curious to see kind of where this, what this what ends up happening here I don't know I'd be su- yeah I, I, I don't really have a prediction the excess on to make at this, this point and we can go on to some other news here because there's been a lot of news lately yeah uh, the skins yeah just yeah. everyone loves it when the billion dollar companies fight everyone pick a pick a pick your billion dollar company no I hope I'm gonna go steal this from Jim Sterling I hope they both implode from the inside out if it really comes down to that. I really don't mean that. I love Apple products and I love uh, no, Epic I Tech. Fine by me. No, Josh, I Josh, they both die. Oh my god, I don't mean that. I love you, Apple. No, I really don't mean oh. that they should all just like disappear and everyone should be like instantly unemployed. But I think this is just so shitty. I really do feel for like the the everyday worker that works at both of those companies. Like, the engineers, the software devs on either company, they're just like, guys, I want nothing to do with this. I just want to come here, do my job. They're just like, they're, they're no, just like the... Apple the, needs the, to burn to the ground and all the people who got poached and are working on Apple Silicon need to go back to Intel. Jesus. Yeah. Monstrosity. Fuck Apple and everything that they make. So Josh has picked the side. <laughs> Josh has definitively oh, picked my, the, the Fortnite skins. The loyal Fortnite skin pisses me off the most. I, I think I mean, that I actually like makes me sick. <laughs> I don't Ray, Ray, Fortnite, your a description of also. Ray, your description of everybody uh, actually working at these companies trying to like keep Fortnite from exploding. It's just uh, the only thing I can picture is like the Wojak guy being like healthcare please. It's <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I can think of. Have you? Oh my gosh, it's my brain is poison. Uh, what other news do we want to talk about? Um, well, we could talk about what games we were, we've been playing. We kind of skipped over that. Uh, we did skip over that. Um, and I uh, have been on the road a little bit, so haven't played too much new stuff lately. Uh, I did play a little bit of Sensation That's Sweeping the Nation. I played some Fall Guys. Okay. Because it was free on PlayStation. Um couple things I think that opening uh, that made menu music is a bop very good I need to get I that love game. that music it's very cutesy and like it's got some good like kind of junior senior energy going on so that's kind of fun um, I think the gameplay itself is I just don't love the platforming feel I'm, I'm playing it on PS4 not a PC so I don't know if that's a big difference, but the fit I, I just don't the physics don't feel super tight. I guess I mean and that's kind of the point. It's supposed to. I'm not like I need the precise control of um, <laughs> in Fall Guys. 
Like, I mean, I'm not going to go Fall Guys it. Pro here or anything, but, uh... Um, NLG Mike. It's, uh... I think it's, I think it's a cool idea. It seems like they've got some... I think based on the initial kind of response to it, I mean, they sold, like, 2 million copies in their first week. So, and it's pretty clear they've got some, like, ideas for, like, seasonal content and stuff going forward. They've got, you know, like, every other fucking game these days that has a season pass. Um, so, I, uh, I mean, I think it's all right. I don't know if I, like, am super blown away with it, but I think it's, I think it's a cool thing. Um, and, uh, I had a little bit of fun with what I've been playing of it so far. Ray, what have you been playing? So, um, I picked up Ghosts of Tsushima last week, and I've been very busy at work, and I haven't had time to play it yet, so I just had this, uh, game that's been sitting on my Switch for a while. Um, I played Shantae and the Seven Sirens. Uh, surprise! Oh! I actually love the Shantae games. I've played every single Shantae game that's ever come out, including the weird Game Boy Color one. I didn't beat it. I can't be asked. It's not good. It's not great. This does not surprise me in the slightest. <laughs> but all the other ones are great. Um, this one, uh, Shantae and the Seven Sirens, I uh, hopped off of it like in, I want to say June. Yeah, at the beginning of June. I said, I'll get back to this. It's just not catching me right now. I decided, no, nah, I have a couple extra hours in between. Uh, uh, me and the missus are redoing the kitchen. So while that's being done, I had a couple extra hours in between. I was like, okay, I'll play this game playing it and uh it's fine it's okay it's good it's like a good. it's, it's like a metroidvania uh josh i would not actually recommend you playing it since you're a fan of metroidvanias because it's like a very stupid easy like pants on head metroidvania it's it's got some of those metroidvania things where they're like yeah we realize you just came all the way over here and you got us the item that we asked for but what if we told you to immediately go get us three of these other items scattered all the way across the fucking map. And yes, the, the, all, it's just a bunch of fetch quests that are just time sinks. And all the, uh, all the Metroidvania-style Shantae games have those fetch quests time sinks, and none of them are good. Not a single one of them. It's more egregious on, like, newer hardware, because you're like, I'm getting too old for this. This is getting kind of dumb. This is getting long in the tooth. I wish you guys would revise this formula. But other than that... <laughs> Uh, took me 10 hours to beat. It's very simple. I don't think I ever really died once. Uh, play it if you like the Shantae games, or don't. I don't think it's worth 30 bucks. It's $15 is a good price for it. Oh, another $15 game I've uh, played. Uh, Curse of the Moon 2. Um, okay. Josh and Mike, do you guys like Castlevania? Yeah. Yes. Uh, this is Castlevania without being called Castlevania. It's just like Curse of the Moon 1, except more of that. And one of the characters you get to play is a corgi in a mech suit. If that, Sold. If that doesn't sell you, I, uh, nothing will. I'm sorry. <laughs> Boy, what? Okay, yeah, there, I'm, I'm done. Yeah, Sounds great. There's a corgi in the mech suit. It's great. It's, it's fun. I loved it. I Love a corgi, love a mech suit. And it's $15. It took me $15 to get the best ending of the game, because you have to play through the game three times. Um, that part's not that great. That Josh is giving me a look. Yeah, the first Curse of the Moon, to get like the best ending, you have to play through it twice. This one says now you have to play for it 
through it three times. Four times if you fuck up on the second time and get the bad ending. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't. This is this is like near near automata where you're like you have to play through the game 84 times to get all the letters and the Okay. Rules. First now, of all, wait, now there's only 26 letters in the alphabet. Not all those are true endings. Okay. All right. All first right, of okay. all, the, Mike's right. There are 26 endings. Second of all, you only need to get five of the endings to get the best one. Third of all, oh, <laughs> only five. Third of all, no. It sound. I know we're going. Fuck, now we gotta talk about Nier uh, Automata. Mike scared me when he said you have to play through the game five times. It's not what you think. <laughs> there are five endings. There are five endings. It's not what you, you don't, think. You don't have to play through the game five times, but there are five endings. Yeah. Yeah. If it ends and then keeps going, it's not an ending. It's just a middle portion. That's actually the correct way to look at it. Realistically speaking. Exactly. <laughs> See, you get it. Yeah, you're fine. Now, go ahead and go play the game. Just call them chapters. No. That actually would be a lot... You know what? No. I'm gonna go with Josh. That would have scared me a lot less had you told me, oh, there are five chapters. Oh, okay, I'm down. Because it takes you 40 hours to beat the game anyway, so may as well. Anyways. Anyway, man, I, I, sure I, I digress. Curse of the Moon 2... Great game. Way better than Shantae. I highly recommend it. Um, that's it. Those are the two little Switch games that I've been playing. Josh, what have you been playing? So, um, two main things I've been playing. I've uh, been back into Destiny recently. I think I talked about that a little bit last week. Um, mm -hmm. You know, been very much enjoying that. Uh, some of the new seasonal content has been a lot of fun. Um, I, I'm enjoying the story. I'm enjoying the things that we are doing getting ready for the, the next uh, expansion coming up. You know, the pyramid's the, big. Yeah, those pyramids are big, and they're spooky. Pyramid's big. Um, they're very spooky. But, yeah, liking Destiny. And then been waking my way through more of the super hot mind control delete. Um, I think I'm hitting the point of the game where while I am interested in the story and the, the things that they are putting into it um, mm -hmm. I might be hitting that point where I just the, 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 the scenarios that they're putting you in and the way that they give you the upgrades that you earn is, is not meshing in a way that makes the gameplay move any faster yeah, and it's it's kind of been a bit of a slog. Like I'm just, you know, on these nodes doing ten different of the same levels that you've been Level before, sets, and yeah. trying to, you know, you're, you may be doing it from a different angle, or you might, you know, hey, oh, I got the hack for four hearts instead of three. I got the hack for start every level with a random gun. Um, but just something about it. Um, you know, I'm trying to get through it, but you know, every time I like will get to the very end and I do something stupid and I die, and then you have to start the whole note over again and do the same ten. It just, I don't know. I it, don't know if the story that they're trying to tell through the gameplay is is worth the payoff of the frustration of like really having to grind through levels. Yeah, like I think that was kind of one thing that. Um... I, I haven't played too much more of it beyond what I kind of mentioned previously. Um, but that was kind of one thing I was kind of 
worried about too was just that it very clearly I think you kind of learned that there are kind of like 10 or like you said 10 or so levels you'll have like slightly different powers but it doesn't feel like like for a kind of um like a run based game um it it just doesn't feel like it has kind of like the the like the width or like the um the kind of the different ways like like something like slay the spire like yes you're going through like pretty similar fights but like there are like each run is like very very different based on like what kind of cards you get what kind of build you're kind of putting together and it feels like um in mind control delete that you know it's super hot but there it, it just doesn't feel like that game doesn't quite have the breadth to like really support the randomness that you need to keep yeah. a game like that fresh. I so I think that if they would make some of the hacks that you get on the node more permanent like okay, so on this node I unlocked, you know, the the katana recovery. Like if that were just persistent for the remainder of the node yeah. on that level that might change it but instead of just making it another hack that I might get the option to randomly choose between that's not as appealing that makes it a lot more difficult and I'll get into why I was playing the original Super Hot in just a minute but like I also got to play the first Super Hot very recently and also just kind of remember like oh that beginning sequence where you know you're you're typing on the keyboard to talk with your friend and experiencing like mm-hmm. getting into the game and that that you know the way that that game started the the spooky clandestine storytelling that they're going for in mind control delete is not as engaging if you are spending so much time just doing random generated levels and and you know banging your head against yeah. the wall like it just it doesn't quite add up i mean it's still super hot it's still good but just I think I might have had my fill of it. We'll see. Yeah. Um, it it kind of it, in like a kind of like what you were getting at. It kind of makes me think that like like the gameplay of Super Hot is pretty cool and it's a pretty cool concept. But I think the things that really made it like really special is like how well crafted it is of like a like a story experience and all the things that they around the periphery that they do to sell that. Like how it how like in universe like super hot is fucking crazy yeah and the and the, like, the opening the opening of super hot mind control delete is very much like that and it's part of the reason why i got so excited is like the first you know 30 minutes is very crafted and curated and they they tell a story with not only like this you know typical story but just the actual gameplay itself and like the way that when certain things happen and you see things that you've already done, like, there are things that they do in those first 30 minutes that are really impactful that got me really excited to be like, oh, they're doing it again, and then they kind of just drop it a little bit with the repetitiveness of the, you know, yeah, the levels that you're trying to, you know, hack through. Um, but I mentioned that I'd played some super hot. Uh, the reason I played the original Super Hot is because I signed up for Google Stadia for a month on a trial. Oh yeah, I forgot you did that. 
That's right. I forgot you mentioned yeah. that. Yeah. And so I played... Much like the rest uh, of Stadia. I forgot. So <laughs> so if you are a Stadia Pro member... Um, Our first favorite off, whipping boy around here. Cool. We'll they, give you, they give you a $10 credit to store. Uh, I think you get a discount on certain games. But there's also a list of Stadia Pro games. And on that list of games, there were two games that I'm fairly familiar with. Um, those being Super Hot and then um, Metro 2033. So those are two games I've played a lot of, know very much how they control, so I thought that would be good tests for me to try it out. Um, and honestly, it worked pretty well. Okay. Um, so I was playing on my PC, which is hardwired. I have a pretty fast connection, uh, mm. but I was playing with um, my keyboard and mouse it, you know it's hard to complain about like I just went to the game I clicked the button and it launched and it took over my browser it went full screen I used mouse and keyboard like you would in any game like it didn't feel unnatural mm. um, you know there is obviously input lag because it is going over the internet to a, a server farm and, and a computer offsite but like it wasn't no like it wasn't that noticeable it, like I did not feel like it was hindering my gameplay like mm -hmm. you know I went through the opening sequence of, sequences of, of Metro shooting the baddies I went through the first few levels of super hot like I didn't feel like the latency was, you know, so terrible that it was going to affect me. Now, you know, I could notice it, but that is because A, I'm playing games that I'm familiar with, and B, you know, I've just been playing games more than casually for a long time, but like, I, like, let's say if my wife were to play, who's a very casual gamer, like, I don't think she would notice anything mm -hmm. off about it. Now, mm -hmm. I would be interested. I, you know, I just built my wife a computer. Actually, mm -hmm. um, she needed a, a desktop for doing some work at home. Um, you know, it's got a, it's got her an, a Ryzen APU, so it's got integrated graphics, so she doesn't have like a discrete graphics card. So like, it can play esports titles, you know, low to medium settings, fairly well, but like nothing too serious. Um, but she's also on a wireless connection, so I would be interested to try Stadia on her machine um, yeah but like you know for somebody like her if she had you know her laptop you know she has a Chromebook from school or you know she had this desktop at home that doesn't really have you know a dedicated GPU that's capable of running super like good games like if she's like oh I want to play Tomb Raider or something or you know she was yeah. into Doom like honestly it's not that bad of an experience like somebody who is more casual and doesn't want to drop the money to like invest in a, a console or the whole like proper gaming rig like i can see the value in it the yeah the I problem like oh, yeah. go ahead sorry uh, like i think you what you're probably about to say was like the problem is like the i feel like the most ideal experience with something like stadia is <clears throat> I guess like this is kind of is kind of like inherently hard hardcore because you have to have like a pretty stable, pretty good internet. Mm -hmm. uh, which, if you are already have the, made the decision to have really good internet, I feel like that would generally imply that you are more 
you have a more a reason for pretty good internet that would you know i feel like the people who have good internet are already going to have some sort of like other system that they in a lot of cases would already have a system that they'd be doing some of the stuff with and i also feel like stadia themselves didn't um didn't do a super um great job really kind of getting the word out to casual like to the casual uh, to the audience yeah, to like the like, audience that they need to hit with they, a streaming service for games i feel like they didn't do a great job of like explaining what it really was how it like works this, why this, they specifically can benefit from it yeah they're marketing it to like capital g gamers but like they really should be marketing it to like yeah your mom and exactly. college students and people on razor tight budgets like something like this would have been great for me in college you know i had a a school laptop i didn't have the money to build a gaming rig at all like i had a 360 but like you know th there were pc titles that i was very interested in that you know, yeah. ran on my computer but weren't running great um you know at one point like i invested in a gaming laptop as like a stopgap before I got my you know my, my, my RGBness over here flashbacks like, to Mike downloading Portal 2 on a on a University of Blank um, hardware or internet and trying to play it on his University of Blank approved laptop and let me tell you that shit sucked huh. yeah. that was like, real bad you know for, for a, 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 a person who likes games who's on you know, does just doesn't have the money to invest in putting together a, a sick rig, or yeah, is going away to college. Like the the idea of a streaming game service where like you can have your games anywhere, especially you know if you're able to you know stream it to a Chromebook and on multiple devices, you can put it on a Chromecast. You can you know you know who knows you can stream it to your Pixel phone and have like a thing you know something like that. It, it makes sense. My big problem with it is the fact that it's Google. And Google does not have the best track record keeping even successful products alive mm. for the long term, let alone like floundering I, products. I, I wanted to ask you, Josh, how much did you pay for those games? Nothing. So the games that I the games that I streamed were part of the um Stadia Pro free games. So if you are a Stadia Pro member, which I think is ten dollars a month, right? Um, you get like you get the ability to stream 4K. Mm -hmm. You get a selection of free games, and then I think you do get some discounting on um, the the full game store. Um, so if you are on the free tier, you only can stream at 1080p, and then you pay whatever the you know the asking rate for the game is well i will say they're you know they're they're not charging like a premium for anything um you know if you do buy some of the games like you can still buy the currency like if you get nba 2k 20 like nba 2k 20 right now is five dollars but you can still buy like you know if you want to get in that game and you want to buy the the vc currency that you know that's available on there as well um so uh, like Steam World Dig, Steam World Dig 2, Steam World Heist, those are some of the free Stadia games. They do have Mortal Kombat on here. Um, I didn't buy Mortal Kombat, but I'd be very interested to see how fighting. Jesus, game is. I cannot imagine this fighting a game on Stadia. Uh, as the official, uh, 
Um, just to clarify, Josh, uh, yeah. you know, with the official unscripted game uh, policy, um, Mortal Kombat is a, a party game. It is uh, not a fighting game. You're um, right. I uh, disagree <laughs> with this. I do not think this is a, a fair, um, uh, uh, a fair definition of Mortal Kombat. As a newer member to unscripted, the unscripted gaming family. I technically have less voting shares, so I was overruled in this debate, but uh, I think uh, I just wanted to clarify that for you. I appreciate that clarification. Uh, Final Fantasy XV is available on here. Um, but yeah. Like, is it? My, oh, yeah, my, I guess my it is. problem is, like, if, if you're buying these games, you know, outright, and, you know, however long down the line Google decides to shutter the service, like, are they still going to for X amount of time let you play the games you know are they going to offer partial refunds like you know I, I just knowing the way that Google think, like does things I just can't imagine a world where yeah. Google doesn't eventually shut down Stadia and like what does that shutdown look like now if I were saying like hey Google's going to commit to it for you know five years um I can't. I can't sit here and say like it's not a, a result from the web. Oh, shut up, Google! <laughs> you did that to yourself. Uh, they I, know. Yeah. Um. It's funny. I tri I triggered the Google on my phone, but not the one back here. But whatever. Um. But like, it's it's not bad. It's not bad. It's not. You know, it is not having a thousand dollar gaming PC in your house, but like. The game looked good. It ran well. It felt like a regular video game. Like, for certain people, I can see it absolutely being the right thing for them. You know, it just, you know, I, I, I do have to worry about, like, if I'm going to invest in this library and Google shuts the doors in a couple years, like, what happens then? And that's the only reason I can't say, like, yes, you should absolutely go and, you know, spend time on this platform if you're not going to build a gaming computer in the next couple of years. I, once again, still don't know who Stadia is for because it's not like, as Josh has just said a couple of times, it's not like he doesn't have a gaming PC. It's not like he doesn't have a couple consoles laying around. So you went to Stadia, like, out of boredom or just curiosity. But it's not like... It's curiosity. What's that? I mean, it was out of curiosity. I mean, it's, you know... Stadia is, Stadia is for people like my wife. It is for students. It is for casual fans. Like, you know, I think there is a... You know, let's say you released Call of Duty on Stadia. Like, you, around the time of the new console launch. Like, honestly, I bet you could get a decent number of people to say, like, Hey, I don't have to buy an Xbox anymore. I can just play it on my you know, my work laptop, I can just fire it up and, you know, HDMI on my TV, like, it's not the best solution, but, like, I'm sure there are plenty of people who would say, like, oh, that's just, that's easier than me having to buy an Xbox every couple of years to play Call of Duty every year, like, there's a, there's a, there's a subset of the population who is not as hardcore or enthusiast as we are that this is a, not a bad idea for, it's just, the problem is, for a product like this to be successful, you kind of have to market it to the enthusiast crowd because that's like the conventional. Because they're your them. early adopters. But like, that's not who it's for. It's it's very complicated. It's a, it's a very complicated product. Uh, so I think their biggest competitors 
GeForce Now and whatever the name of uh, what's it called? Shadow. Sh Shadow, I don't think is a real competitor. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest. I'm surprised they're still in business. Uh, they're expanding. They're, are they? Enough. They just opened up new data centers in places not that long ago. And, like they have a waiting list for um, the next round of, you know, slots. Yeah, they're still in beta, aren't they? Yeah. Um, GeForce Now sound, still sounds way more appealing if you want, because you Steam isn't going anywhere, and mm -hmm. it, let's say GeForce Now does shut down. They're like, you know what? We shot our shop. It's not working out, and GeForce Now shut down. You don't. You lost the money that you paid per month, and that was it. It's gone. You still have your games. They're still in your Steam library, or uh, I forget the name of the Microsoft one. Why did I forget that? Game Pass. Game, Game Pass, Pass is the obvious yeah. slam dunk. Yeah. Yeah. Game Pass is it just like what Stadia. Yeah. <clears throat> Where you pay fifteen bucks a month and you get unlimited access to uh, all their games in the Microsoft Store, and Xbox is a brand name that you can set your hat, to, uh, set your watch to, or put your hat yeah. on, whatever. Now it depends. You know, let's let's use my. You know, let's use the person with the the APU desktop or the the Chromebook as the example, like. XCloud is a great, you know, great portion of Game Pass. It just depends on what titles they have available on there. You know, it's it's the same thing for Stadia. But you know, hope you know, I hope that when Stadia does shut down, all the developers who are on there, you know, offer a key to you know Steam or some other platform of the the customers choosing. Mm. Because like, hey, this is shutting down. You can have a key to. Steam or Xbox or wherever after this kind of thing is some sort of make good like that would make me feel better. That's but pretty cool. Obviously, you can't like you you can't <laughs> preset that to secure the yeah, purchase. You can't. When we close down, like you can't say that. Yeah, you have to talk as if this uh, thing is the next big what? platform. Um, but uh, speaking of the next big platform, are you guys ready for Josh's Tech Minute? Uh, yes, but I feel like we should also probably talk about the Halo, which is coming out this fall, and so we should talk about I it. No, no, it got delayed to 2021. Yeah, yeah, that's why we should talk about it. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Please, Mike, lead the charge. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Microsoft is releasing a, 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 a an S-Boss this oh, fall, yeah, that, and oh, they delayed the dang frickin' Halo game that was gonna launch with it. You're gonna have it, you're gonna have you're gonna have an Xbox X X, triple X, without Mr. Halo. Without Mr. Halo. Without John Halo on it. Like, what what you know what, what's gonna be on that Xbox? Credit to Microsoft and 343 Industries. That community black backlash was uh, I don't envy them at all. That was harsh. They they kind of got they dunked make, on for like two weeks I straight. I hope they make the brute worse just to be like, you know, <laughs> you people. Yeah. They kind of got, they got memed a little hard, which, you know, I felt bad about. But, uh, um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Craig I, like the I said, brute. they said, I, did we already talk about this before? Am I going crazy? No, we haven't. We haven't talked uh, about okay. Craig. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, so they, they attributed uh, the delay to, you know, just challenges with working from home, 
with Which coronavirus. I'm sure we're going to see a lot of those. I think I've said in the future when I mentioned that Destiny's expansion got delayed. Um, I uh, I was not. Uh, yeah, I I. Hmm, what do I want to say here? Let's just say, I feel like the Halo aesthetic is something that. I mean, it looks pretty good, but, like, it, it's just something that I think doesn't immediately translate super well to, like, the next gen of consoles, especially with them going so hard on making it look like classic Halo. Mm-hmm. And I think that, I think that's, like, a good thing to, you know, create a certain style, but, like, yeah. It I uh I just think it's kind of wild that they're launching an Xbox without. I mean I because I, I, they can't really delay the console release at this point, right? Like that would be kind of. I mean that would no, be suicidal. They, they, like, they can't, yeah, do you can't do that. Uh, the, the 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 problem I guess this wasn't really a problem I had with like the graphical fidelity or the presentation. When people were just taking like stills of the presentation, they're like what happened and you take into account that 343 Industries is backed by one of the world's largest companies with damn near infinite money may I remind you guys that during the Red Ring of Death scandal Microsoft shrugged off a billion dollar loss to replace everyone's Xbox 360 they have untold money and they had as much time as they needed to make this game and this is what they trotted out. And some people are justifiably like, why? This is Halo. You, We expect better. And that's... I think that's fair. I think that's 100% fair to say. The the, the texturing on the brutes mm-hmm. is bad. It's not great. They, they don't even look threatening. Like, I know the meme of Craig, the unassuming brute as I said like in our chat like a couple weeks ago he looks like he got bored reading the economist papers <laughs> and you just interrupted him with some assault rifle rounds to the face to be fair the economist is very boring <laughs> and, uh, evil newspaper so it's fine and yeah, the, the background textures, like if the Paul screenshots, I'll actually just share this in our uh, discord chat that we're using if you take a look at the background of, like, the world looks like, they're just flat. It's extreme. All of it's really flat. And it's like, you're, you're, the, you're one of the largest gaming companies. You have near infinite resources. Look at, the, look, at those ter- look at those teraflops, the world's most powerful gaming console. This does not represent Yeah, that. like, that's the kind of thing is, like, I, you know, I, I don't want to, like... I don't want to like speak out of pocket here, because mm-hmm. you know I am I am not a uh, seasoned game developer, mm-hmm. and what we see is a vertical. What we see in these demos, yada yada yada. All this disclaimer stuff. I usually say that to be nice to people. Yeah, but like it just I don't, it just feels like I I don't know if this is just like the ceiling of the Halo aesthetic, or if this is. Or if this, you know, because it's like a massive open world kind of game, the, it just the style just kind of looks flat when you come up to it that close. 
I mean, in the way it's kind of like in the way that like Breath of the Wild is not a super graphically Im- impressive game like in very intimate situations, but like the broad strokes of like the art design and uh, the the big like image of the world like makes up for that, uh, and it feels like that. Halo doesn't have that. Halo, if it doesn't seem to have that saving grace here. No, right? I, I, I got. I got an idea for you. Mm. This is gonna go. This okay. This is how you move up. So go into work at unidentified gaming company mm-hmm. tomorrow, and just go to your next meeting and be like, "Look, stop what you're doing. We're spending way too much time on textures. Just slap Bing maps on everything. If it's good enough for Microsoft, it's good enough for us." They will make you CEO of that company immediately. See, that's the thing. It's clearly not good enough for Microsoft, because as Mike led in with this, they delayed the game for this. The backlash was that real. Here's the thing. They put it out on a display case as if they were proud of it, and then they didn't pull it back until people got pissy. Man, that makes me feel so fucking sad. That really does, because you know, you know there are some tech artists that are like, fuck! Damn! That they are just dunking on us, <laughs> and uh, yeah, there's a screenshot I shared below. This is a screen cap from the PS5 captured software of the new Ratchet and Clank game, and it's just night and fucking day. It's not even fair. So, I I feel really Jeff, Jeffrey Jeffrey needs to go back and get on the Wacom tablet and just start drawing like crazy. <laughs> It, I don't I don't know if they had to make some serious sacrifices because okay obviously they had to do this because it's an open world game that's fine that that's a hundred percent understandable but if you're looking at like small little details like the grass textures are from the 360 error look at the grass look at the the, the just look at it the grunts are I like, was promised individual blades of blowing grass all individually rendered with their own collision because the power of the X was going to get me there. Technically, Josh, I know you're taking the piss, but you can technically do that on the PS4. Like, there's... There's a lot of there's a lot of technology that goes into it, and there's a lot of, like, system memory that'll stop you from doing that eventually, but you could do that if you want to. An example of a game is, like, Flower, or the Everything Engine. I mean, the game called uh, Everything, or something like that. I have everything. I need to play it at some point. Oh my gosh. Well, the point is, you could do that in that game, but... I do feel bad for them. You're absolutely right. They're like, this is this is what we got. We're releasing in like two months after we show you this video, and you're like, ah, oh, shit. I hope the game. What I was going into it was like, I hope the gameplay is really fun because I'm gonna buy it on Game Pass. I'm hoping that it's really fun. Ray can't Ray can't help himself but feel bad for billion dollar companies. I no, I feel bad for the artists. I truly do feel bad for the artists here. Microsoft knew what they were doing. Three for three at a certain point were like, yeah, this is what we're coming out with. But the tech artists and the animation designers, and they're just, they're the ones taking all the heat. They're the ones in the back, like, probably drinking. And they're like, fuck, man. Twitter's all over us right now. Reddit is all over us. The Halo community is just memeing on us. Sir, the ownage has been increased by 500% over the past 24 hours. Sir! We can't handle ownage of this magnitude. We have to delay the game. We can't deflect ownage of this magnitude! (laughs) Shields can't repel it! Our community advisors can't handle this. 
But yeah, they ended up delaying the game for Mods! That. I, Mods! Yeah. <laughs> Real talk, I do respect the fact that they delayed the game due to... Yes, absolutely. Feedback. I mean, we... Yes, we are dunking on them, but like that is something we've always said is like take the time it takes to make it good. Yeah. Yeah, like major cojones to like actually call it. I, I especially like I didn't even like think about the whole like oh they're delaying the Halo next to the Xbox like that that takes that's some... wild yeah yeah but, uh, uh, I, and I respect Microsoft for that I do they probably just said okay guys probably isn't gonna be like the five million seller we were anticipating what what do you what time do you guys need to get it to that point. Because yeah. we need our money back. We need you to still exist as a company. What's it going to take? They probably like came up with some numbers, crunched it out, and they said, cool. Do I need to call Bungie? <laughs> no, no, shit! <laughs> activate, like, the sleeper cell inside of Bungie. But, so Phil Spencer sits down and says, I got their number. They remember me. <laughs> see that? See the sun, with the little the sun setting, the locations that are being removed from Destiny are being are ported they into Halo. Halo. <laughs> Why don't we just pick up Titan and push it into a different game? Can you just imagine the pyra- the, the the Master Chief running the Pyramidian? <laughs> God damn it, man! You know, okay. Brief Destiny aside before the tech minute. Like, I, uh, I'd like, kind of like I've said before with all this, with all these big changes they're doing, you kind of have to think of this that they're baking, this is secretly Destiny 3, and they just don't want to stop production and support on Destiny 2 for two and a half years to make Destiny 3. Um, and, uh, so. I think that's what I think once you kind of think of it that way, the rest, everything that's happening kind of makes sense. And I, you know, I don't know, but like, I guess as someone who plays a lot of destiny, I take a look at the list of the strikes that are, uh, up for leaving that are going to be leaving the game. And I am, uh, you're okay with it. I'm, I'm very okay with that. Like, I like running strikes. I think they're fun. If I never have to do the pyramid pyramidian again, or at least have a year off of doing the pyramidian, sign me up. Yeah, if Please. I don't have to. Also, the Mercury ones. Those ones. If I don't have to go deal with Sabathon Song again, I'll be okay. Yeah, okay. like I just like I I understand people's concerns about the sunsetting. It's kind of weird. Like it's a weird. It's a weird kind of. Thing. Like, not I, I feel like a game like Destiny hasn't done something quite like this before, but it's just. I mean, I think it's a good call. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think it's just if you, I feel like there are, it's a real rock and a hard place thing. It's like, do you either want them to, do you either not want to have all content and support for this game dropped, and then have something in new in two and a half years? Or do you want the continual support with things like sunsetting and the content vault to make that actually sustainable for their ability to produce said content? I just, I just feel like some people just do not understand like the project management that needs to happen that led to this decision being made. But, but yeah, what do I know? Uh, yep. What do I know? Speaking of Bungie, 
Uh, we talked about this very briefly, Mike. But uh, last week, Bungie had 55 career openings on their career page. Uh, mm-hmm. That's a new game. They're making something. They're making... They're, they're, they're cooking something. I don't know what. They're doing something. Yeah, they, I think I think we've mentioned before that they... Uh, um, I there have been some rumors of there of like a new Bungie IP floating around for a while, so I imagine this is part of that. But I don't think we'll see something. I don't think we'll see hear anything from that for quite a while. Yeah. All Sounds right. like we had a Josh Tech minute. In we the, do. In the Josh's Tech right? minute. Boom. So, are y'all ready for some new graphics? I love graphics. Is this going to be you hating on Intel for eight minutes straight? No, 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 no. In one week from today, as of today's recording, okay. so on September 1st, we are getting the NVIDIA announcement for their Ampere graphics card, the rumored 3000 series. Um, a lot of information has been leaking over the last few weeks and months. Um, this is probably one of been the leakiest launches that NVIDIA has ever had. Um, we have seen the reference design for the supposed 3080 and the 3090. Um, the 3090 apparently being their top tier card. Um, getting away from the 20, you know, the TI designation for their top tier card, I think in a, we are trying to set ourselves apart from AMD because they're a little worried about the competition there. Um, so the 3090... Uh, 10 seconds. Oh my god. Stop. <laughs> The 3090 has a weird, wonky, triple slot cooling design. Uh, if you get a chance, go look up some of the um, information, uh, the pictures of the 3090 leak. Um, but okay. So, we don't have specific pricing yet. Um, apparently, it, NVIDIA is pretty, pretty <laughs> last minute when it comes to their pricing. It, it, there's a story of one of the trade shows that they did for one of the launches where the CEO literally set the price for the graphics card before they went out on stage. But the rumor is, so the 3060, um, usually your entry-level budget card, $400. I'm looking at the leaked Ooh. picture of it, and I don't think that would fit in my current rig. Yeah, it's a chunky boy. Um, there's also, if you look at the, if you look at the back plate and some of the the solder points, it looks like there are three um, pin, like three pin plugs for PCIe power. Um, but so yeah, thirty sixty four hundred dollars, thirty seventy six hundred dollars, thirty eighty eight hundred dollars, and the thirty ninety is rumored to be about fourteen hundred plus. There are some builds, legitimate builds you can make for less than that. Damn, boy. Yeah. I mean, I got my my 5700 XT. Granted, it's a reference design. It's not the top tier of that particular card. Um, I got that for 300 bucks. You can get a 30 you can get a 5700 XT in the 350 to $400 range. That's AMD's top tier card. It doesn't pull punches with the 2080 Ti or the 2080 Super, but you know, it, it will be 2070 Super to hold class with, which runs for about $600. So the fact that somehow we are going from, you know, 
two generations ago, the 1060 you could get for $150, $200, to now the entry-level card for them is in the $400 range just seems absolutely absurd. That's wild, man. But, you know, NVIDIA is also kind of leading the charge when it comes to the, you know, the, the graphic space and uh, setting the way for what's next. I mean, you know, we're kind of getting to the point where the cards have to do something pretty special to get people to upgrade. So, you know, I, you know, I don't know. There's a lot of rumors. Um, you know, MSI registered 29 Ampere cards um, on the European exchange today. So, okay. you know, <laughs> probably a lot of, you know, a lot of different SKUs for the same card. Obviously, they probably have some workstation level like Ampere cards as well. So... I don't know. One week, September 1st, you know, it's on the anniversary of what NVIDIA's launch from 10 years ago uh, of their, kind of their, what was it, the, uh, I can't remember what the card was, the 5-something, but uh, the 680. No, I don't remember. I can't remember. Anyway, that's, uh, that's happening. They're going to be expensive. They'll trace a lot of rays. Ray tracing's a scam. What's that? Ray tracing is a scam. I oh, yeah. I it makes it. your frame rate worse. So, I don't know what they're going to be able to do, but just side saying, like, hey, we have a lot more teraflops, and some of these cards take a lot of power to get people excited about them. But, hey, get ready for good secondhand and previous generation deals. So, in about two weeks, it's going to be a really good time to buy it. 2000 series card or whenever they actually launch them. I don't know that we have an actual date of when they're going to be available for purchase, but <laughs> yeah. So, um, wow, I had a segue and then I lost it because I'm a terrible person. But you know what's not terrible? Here we go. What's that? Uh, Subscribing to Unscripted Gaming. There it is. <laughs> We got there. You can get us all over the web. You can find us at unscriptedgaming.com. You can follow us on Facebook at Unscripted Game Podcast, at Twitter at Unscripted underscore gaming. We are on soundcloud.com slash unscripted dash gaming. You can get us on Apple Podcasts until Epic takes Apple down. Google Play Podcasts until we get to monetize there for some reason. Stitcher. Ah, fuck. <laughs> Anywhere you get your podcast, we are there. Get us there. Thank you for watching. You can find us on our pirate radio station until the FCC finds my vessel and destroys it. <laughs> that, yeah. Get it. Thank you for listening to Unscripted Gaming. My name is Josh. My name is Ray. My name is Mike. Peace.